Dad, I have a question. What is the Inflation Reduction Act? Hi, everybody. I'm Luke. I'm Spencer. And on today's episode of Dad, I have a question. We're going to be talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. By the way, programming note, sorry there's been a long delay since our last episode. It's been a busy summer, uh, but now the fall is here and we're back. Yes. So um, recently I've been um, following politics um, a lot more closely than I was before. Yes. So... (laughs) Uh, as, as my as my dad knows, um, so the most um, the biggest um, bill that has been passed in the in this current presidency is the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, so today we wanted to talk about it. So, Dad. So, by the way, we should probably do a future episode of Twitter because the other thing Luke has done, in addition to getting very interested in politics, is discovered Twitter, <laughs> and we should talk about like what age is the right age to check out Twitter and what you can use it for and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right, so the Inflation Reduction Act. So there was a proposal called Build Back Better, which President Biden and the Democrats were trying to pass. That was about six months ago, I think, maybe 12 months ago. Yeah. And it had a bazillion different things in it, like a very, like a lot of different things in this bill that they hoped would become a law. But they kind of gave up on that, and they're now, um, they reduced the scope of it to a much more narrow scope of things. And they changed the name of it from Build Back Better to the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act. So you probably know why, first of all, it's called that, right? Tell, tell yeah, listeners. Yeah, so aside from the actual policy that it's put forward, uh, inflation is a very large uh, problem um, in America right now with inflation being incredibly high, um, the effect with um, the Fed raising rates and the effect that that has on the markets. Um, so inflation is a really big problem uh, for the American people right now. So this bill is, is both named that and puts forth policy to help mitigate it. That's good. Um, and by the way, I think we had an early episode about what causes inflation. But, but yeah. basically, the reason that they named it the Inflation Reduction Act was to make it seem more politically current and, um, and gain more votes and support from people. Because as you say, people are concerned about inflation. So it doesn't actually specifically have a lot to do with inflation, but it has a, a couple different things in it. Okay, um, So the first thing that it does is it creates a 15% minimum tax rate for companies or corporations. So can you explain what you think that means? Sure. So I think that it means, um, I'm actually not, I don't know that much about how corporations are taxed, but it seems like this puts forth, um, no matter what else is at play, corporations are taxed at at least this percent rate because there's been a lot of pushback recently um, from Democrats and just the public in general about how uh, giant companies like Amazon will pay nothing in taxes right. uh, and how uh, they could be doing so much more for the economy by paying just a small portion um, of their profits. That's so, right. So there are, a couple, there are a couple of reasons why companies sometimes pay no taxes or very low taxes. Um, one is there are a variety of different tax credits for certain things that the government wants you to do. Like if you build a factory in a certain state or if you... Um, invest in a certain type of technology. Sometimes there are specific tax credits, which means that um, like if, if there was a $10 million tax credit, then it would reduce your tax bill by $10, $10 million. So tax credits exist, and that's one thing that reduces companies' taxes. Another big thing that reduces company taxes is offshore profits. So sometimes companies um, put the, the certain divisions of their company that earn a lot of profits in other countries that have very, very low tax rates. 
and then the, the taxes are technically, quote-unquote, paid in that other country, and so they don't have to pay it in the United States. So offshore um, income is one way to reduce taxes. And then the third is something called net operating losses. And what that basically means is if a company has losses in one year, then like they lose money in one year, they're able to take those losses and for tax purposes roll it forward to the next year, which reduces their taxable income that that following year. So, um, so even like a company like Zillow, for example, that had many many years of losses on its way to become profitable, has a lot of saved up losses, which reduces its tax bill. So it's it's not paying taxes now, even though it is making profits because five or ten years ago right. it lost a lot of money. So, but now they have to pay a mandatory exactly. 15%. So for those couple of reasons, that's why tax taxes for companies are sometimes really low. And so what this bill does, it says, you know what, forget about all that. No matter what. You're gonna to have to pay at least fifteen percent of your of your revenue. So oh, sorry, of your of your um, of your profit in, in does tax. Does that have do you, what what uh, math, what what net effect do you think that's gonna have on? Uh, it's gonna raise re- so it's gonna raise revenue for the government. Um, it's going to be bad for the stock prices of those companies because they'll have lower earnings after taxes. And as we talked about in previous episodes, what a stock price is, is it basically reflects the value of the profits of a company. So they'll have fewer profits. So that in theory, the stock prices of these companies will go down, um, but the revenue of the government will go up. Right, okay. Um, so there's another, there's another piece in this um, Inflation Reduction Act, which became law, which is companies that buy back stock of their own company are going to have to pay a 1% tax on their own stock buyback. Do, do you remember what stock buybacks are? Um, is that when a, um, they have, is that when companies are given like extra, extra money, basically, like not given extra money, when they have um, money that they want to spend, so they buy back some of their own stocks, exactly. so they own more of the company? Exactly. So let's say a company has a million shares outstanding, and the stock price is $10 a share, and the company has, you know, whatever, millions of dollars of extra cash sitting around, they can reduce the number of shares outstanding of the company by buying the shares of their own company back from public shareholders. And that has the effect of increasing the earnings for each individual share. And so usually stock prices go up. when stocks are bought, it makes them more valuable. Um, Or when shares are bought. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's it's really more that the profit per share goes up because the number of shares goes down. So anyway, so, so companies do this all the time. Um, some politicians don't like stock buybacks because they think that it's um, that these companies should invest in their companies and in new ideas and in their employees rather than buying back shares. So what this law, the new law does is it charges a tax on companies buying back their shares. Anyway, let me keep going because it has lots of other things. So then there's also this prescription drug thing in it, which says that Medicare, which is the organization that helps pe- helps um, people who can't afford insurance, um, health insurance, they get health insurance through Medicare. Um, it, it brings prescription drug costs down for people that are on Medicare because sometimes prescription drugs can be super expensive. So that um, is something that's in the bill. And then another big thing in the bill is it adds another $80 billion allocated towards the IRS. You know what the IRS is? Yeah, that's um, the agency that, uh, what's it called? The agency in charge of uh, collecting federal taxes. Exactly. The Internal Revenue Service. They're the, the, com- the organization that reviews our tax returns. And, um, and they're understaffed. They don't have very many people. So, so and this, also, and this, also so go ahead. Well, this bill 
believes that if they hire lots and lots of more people to work at the IRS, those people will pay for themselves because they'll do a better job of policing everybody's taxes. Um, I just wanted to add that also the the many like IRS, um, many like parts of the IRS and many departments and uh, places where the IRS has buildings have been incredibly like understaffed and incredibly underfunded for a very long time. So like there are um, certain build like buildings where the IRS does work where their technology is so old that they can't manually scan um, tax returns that are filed on paper. So they have to type each number in by hand. Nice. Um, so this is this will help uh, increase enforcement by um, hiring new people and upgrading their technology. So the last part of the bill, as you can see, it's like a variety of things that don't really have anything to do with each it's, other. It's right? just it's mo- <laughs> yeah, it's just um, it's just the the agenda of. Of this, of the presidency and the Congress. Exactly. So the last part is focused on on the climate, on the environment, and it has a variety of things that, in total, help the environment. So, for example, it um, increases um, subsidies for for people and companies that use electric cars and solar and other forms of renewable energy. Um, it, it gives us tax credits for, for doing that sort of thing. So that incentivizes people to uh, take these actions that help the climate. Exactly. It's giving $3 billion to the Postal Service, so the, the, the mail delivery people, to make its whole fleet of 200,000 cars electric that's instead amazing. of gas. Um, that's that's going to cost $3 billion, but it's going to convert all of them to electric. Um, it's giving um, you know $3 billion to reduce air pollution at ports by adding all sorts of like better um, environmentally conscious um, light bulbs and other, other um, pollution-reducing things at, at ports. So basically things that the government can directly impact, it's, it's focusing on for the climate. And in the aggregate, all of this stuff supposedly is going to reduce... Uh, the emissions in the United States, the carbon emissions and like pollution emissions by 40% by 2030. Now, who knows if that will actually happen, but that's what the estimates are. And which is, which is just to say like incredible, like this is the biggest, this is the biggest piece of climate legislation that has been passed in American history. That's true. That's true. And, um, you know, a lot of people are super happy and then there are a lot of people that are not so happy about it. And we try not to take sides in this podcast. Um, but, uh, you know, it is, um, it, it is... I'm on the anti-climate change side, in case people <laughs> were interested. Um, I think he's joking. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, uh, so that's what's in this bill. And it's a big victory for Democrats who are excited about passing it. And, um, you know, it impacts, uh, it impacts a lot of different things. I, I think that any Democrat that supports it would probably still have to admit that calling it the inflation reduction act is a little bit of a a little bit of a I think misnomer. yeah yeah in in I would defend it I think that it drives down a lot of costs for for the American people such as like in uh, decreasing prescription drug prices That's true. But I agree that it's not necessarily inflation focused. But, you know, clever marketing uh naming naming matters. Um, okay. Um, so Luke, to summarize, what's in the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022? So the Inflation Reduction Act, um, is, uh, recently, pa- is, was recently passed and it does two main, th- it does two main things, which is one, it does a lot of things around, um, government finances. So it has a 15% corporate tax. It, uh, increases IRS enforcement. It does all of these things. Um, but also it has a lot of climate, uh, agenda. It helps incentivize people, um, to take actions that are beneficial to the climate. 
it helps um, make things like ports and the uh, postal service um, more energy efficient um, and it has a lot of really positive climate action that will help to hopefully drive down um, 40% of carbon emissions by 2030. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.